Alrighty, what's going on, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Trent Corville Show. This past weekend, we had the NFL Draft, okay, and it did not disappoint. More importantly, you know what I really enjoy about the draft is the true moments of happiness with the athletes and their families and friends. You saw a ton of clips this draft uh, with, with, you know, Zayvon Collins. He was the uh, linebacker out of Tulsa going in the first round to the Arizona Cardinals they're showing his family there's 60 people packed in this in this you know living room and he's sitting there Zayvon Collins and he starts crying he's breaking down his family is crying and crying and crying it's such a cool thing to see people's lives change with one phone call that's what it is with one phone call whatever situation you were in is now over because you are with an NFL team it is truly one of the more special things we have in sports the first round of the NFL draft did not disappoint and I remember talking about this on my NFL draft preview show about the the draft starting with the third pick okay because the first two picks in the draft were locked in Jacksonville takes obviously Trevor Lawrence with the first pick in the draft the New York Jets took Zach Wilson who looked by the way he looked 16 years old He was taking a picture with all the other first-round draft picks. He looked really uncomfortable in a social setting. It's going to be very interesting to see Zach Wilson going into the biggest sports market in the world. And oh, by the way, New York Jets fans are not nice to bad players. And not only are the Jets fans not nice to bad players, the New York media is not nice to bad players. So hopefully it works out for Zach Wilson. I, I I really hope it does. But the way I saw him interact with the other first round draft picks, I'm like, has this guy ever been in a locker room before? I, I mean, truly, it was it was awkward. It was weird. And by the way, the Jets traded away their starting quarterback. So this guy is starter from day one. You're walking into that locker room looking at all the guys. You better have command. They better respect you from the jump. And if you don't have that, you're in a lot of trouble, my friend. A lot of trouble. Zach Wilson, I I really, I hope he gets it done. I thought they would take a receiver in the first round. So the Jets had, they had the first, uh, the second pick in the draft. And then they traded up, okay, in the first round to get Elijah Vera Tucker. He is a guard out of Southern California. He's an incredible football player. He's incredibly aggressive. You know, I, I think he'll do well for the New York Jets. But look, I hope it works out for Zach Wilson. He got taken second overall. If you're asking me who the Jets should should have picked it would have been Justin Fields no doubt in my mind he should have been the second quarterback taken he was the second best quarterback in the draft I believe the most talented quarterback in the draft but Trevor Lawrence was pro ready right now good pick for Jacksonville but the draft started at number three and for the last month and a half everyone has been saying Mac Jones Mac Jones Mac Jones to the San Francisco 49ers Kyle Shanahan loves guys like Mac Jones everybody's raving about Mac Jones he's got a 4.0 GPA even though he's at Alabama come on let's let's be let's be honest 4.0 4.0 at Alabama is a 2.5 at Michigan let's just be quite honest here all right Mac Jones, he was supposed to be the third quarterback taken with the San Francisco 49ers. But what happened? What happened? The week before the draft, people are saying Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, owner, GM of the uh, San Francisco 49ers, are having dinner with Trey Lance's parents in Fargo, North Dakota. What is happening? 
Mac Jones, you're supposed to be the third pick in the draft. Oh my goodness. Roger Goodell walks out onto the stage. Okay, his Roger Goodell had the chair that he was sitting in in his basement on stage for fan. How selfish, Roger Goodell, to think that people really care about the chair you were sitting in so much that you put it on stage for fans to sit in in the first round. Anyways, Roger Goodell walks onto the stage. Dun 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 dun. dun. The third pick in the draft is in. We are wondering who it is going to be. Now, a day before, I got a tip that said Trey Lance is going to the 49ers. Adam Schefter tweeted that. Nobody believed him. I believed him. The day before the draft, Trey Lance to the 49ers. What happens with the third pick? The man out of North Dakota State, Trey Lance, six foot four, 230 pounds, had an incredible suit on. He's got an incredible head of hair. Gets drafted to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, what does this mean? What does this mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? What does this mean for the San Francisco 49ers offense that before Jimmy Garoppolo and all the players got hurt last year went to the Super Bowl? Went to the Super Bowl, and if it wasn't because of Jimmy Garoppolo overthrowing a play-action pass, they would have won the Super Bowl. How in the world can we look at a guy like Jimmy G and say, uh, you know, this guy's not enough? I get he only threw it like 10 times a game. I get the run, the run game for the San Francisco 49ers is unbelievable. So what does this mean for Trey Lance? Does this mean it's going to be like an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation to where Patrick Mahomes sat for the entire first year, his entire rookie season? People think Pat Mahomes was a starter right off the jump. No, no, no. Alex Smith trained up Patrick Mahomes for an entire year. The Kansas City Chiefs were a good team. They went to the playoffs that year. They were a really good football team. They lost to the Patriots, but Kansas City was a good football team with Alex Smith. Hopefully, they let Trey Lance sit because honestly, if you look at history and you look at guys who were sitting behind top players, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers was sitting behind Brett Favre before he got his chance. Hopefully, Trey Lance is not thrown in week one because this kid is coming out of an FCS program. You've got grown men looking at you on the other side. You've got 35-year-old men millionaires who their job they get paid millions of dollars is to kill you as the quarterback that is a real thing that happens and you might be saying oh you know that's not real oh no 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 it is the front seven the seven defenders before the defensive backfield on a defense their job is to inflict as much pain on the quarterback as possible they get paid millions of dollars to do that and if week one trey lance goes in he's gonna get hurt he's gonna get hit aaron donald's gonna stare that kid in the face and say i'm giving it to you all game pal all right, I'm going to break you in. If this is what you want, welcome to everybody talks about the welcome to the NFL moments. Trey Lance is going to have a couple. He's going to have a couple, all right? I know the San Francisco 49ers offensive line is incredible. Yada yada yada, all right? He's a rookie quarterback. He played 17 games on a Division 2 school. I'm not hyping this kid at all. Maybe he didn't throw any interceptions. Maybe he didn't, all right? 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. By the way, the guys covering his receivers at North Dakota State looked about the same as I do. 
These guys, we're not talking about top athletes Trey Lance is playing against here, right? And the only time we've seen him in a competitive environment is at his pro day, which being quite honest, he didn't throw the ball well. So hopefully, Kyle Shanahan will let him sit for a year under Jimmy Garoppolo, learn the offense, maybe work him in on some quarterback power run plays because he is a very dynamic and talented runner. Regardless though, Trey Lance, number three overall to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, what does this mean for Justin Fields? What does this mean for Mac Jones? They haven't been drafted yet. Oh no! Who is pushing this slander that Justin Fields is not a good quarterback? Who is pushing the effort that he doesn't have good work ethic? Why isn't Justin Fields in the top 10? Because the fourth pick in the draft, Kyle Pitts to the Falcons, people were thinking that that pick was on the table. People were thinking that Justin Fields could potentially go to Atlanta. He has Atlanta connections. He was born and raised there. They take Kyle Pitts with a fourth pick in the draft. Obviously a no-brainer pick right there. You have to take that kid. Kyle Pitts is going to be an automatic all-pro. With the fifth pick in the draft, the Bengals. This is an interesting pick here because we talked about it on this program Will the Bengals look for talent and look for, you know, explosiveness, or will they look to protect their quarterback? And being honest, if I were a GM sitting at the fifth spot, Jamar Chase is an incredible receiver. I think he'll be an all-pro, no doubt. He is by far the most talented receiver in this draft, and Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy last year. That's how highly I think of Jamar Chase, okay? However, if you saw in the 10 games Joe Burrow played last year, he got murdered, all right? He won't be around the league for five or six years if you continue to let him get hit like this. But the Bengals take Jamar Chase as we all thought they would, unfortunately. They didn't end up taking a, uh, a tackle till the third round. So, look, he's going to throw some touchdowns to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and that's going to be great for him. They're going to have a good offense, but he's only going to have about a half a second to throw the ball. So, Bengals, you're going to have to figure it out at some point. Jamar Chase went with the fifth pick. The sixth pick in the draft, the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people were thinking, I thought that this would be Devontae Smith. I thought this would be the Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama. Instead, the Miami Dolphins take another Alabama receiver who didn't play all last year due to injury, Jalen Waddle. Now, before we, before I compare the two, Jalen Waddle, when healthy, was a lot more impressive than Devontae Smith in my eyes. That junior year with him, with uh, Tua and uh, Jalen. I've really never seen football played like Jalen Waddle played football. He can return punts. You can put him at running back. You can put him at slot. You can put him on the outside. He's a 4-2-8 guy. I mean, anybody that runs under a 4-3 is Olympic-level speed. Those guys could go and be on the 4 by one Olympic relay team. They could. Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith could do that. It's insane that two Alabama receivers went in the top 10. Jalen Waddle, though, goes to Miami to rejoin Tua Tagovailoa. Miami is a good team. They had a really good draft. They got some good players. Look for the Miami Dolphins to do well this coming season. The seventh pick in the draft, Detroit took Penny Sewell, who should have gone to the Bengals. Phenomenal pick for Detroit. They have Jared Goff. Some people were thinking they were going to take a quarterback. 
I, I think this is a great pick for them. Dan Campbell. Obviously, if you if you don't know Motor City Dan Campbell, okay, you gotta you gotta look him up and look up some just type in on YouTube Dan Campbell best moments because the guy is a firecracker. I absolutely love Dan Campbell. He said in a press conference, his first press conference for the Detroit Lions, he said they were looking to bite people's kneecaps off. He said, if we get knocked down, we're going to get right back up. And on the way up, we're going to bite your kneecap off. I would run my head through a wall for that guy. All right? That, that's what I would do if I was a player. And Penny Sewell is going to be the guy out of Oregon. An incredible tackle. Six foot seven, 330 pounds. He can move. A human of that size and stature should not be able to walk. This man is able to keep up with linebackers. It is quite scary watching him on the football field. Congratulations to Penny Sewell. Now, the eighth pick in the draft, the Carolina Panthers. All week, uh, Matt Rule, who you guys know I don't believe in or trust at all, including the new owner, uh, Tepper, who's apparently got more money than Jehovah's Got Witnesses, okay? But he doesn't want to pay a couple other players. He doesn't want to pay Deshaun Watson top dollar to bring him to the Panthers, even though Deshaun Watson won't be in the NFL. He's a scumbag. Anyways, with the eighth pick in the draft, Carolina Panthers take J.C. Horn cornerback out of the University of South Carolina. Now, look, Columbia is an hour and a half away from Charlotte. It's a close connection with the two, all right? If I were, if I was taking this pick, I would have taken Patrick Sertan, the other corner. These guys, you know, were neck and neck. It was, it was one or the other. But Patrick Sertan is a little bit taller than J.C. Horn. He's longer, and being honest, I need my corners if I'm looking at a prototypical lockdown corner. You know, obviously, Darrell Revis and guys like that were a little bit shorter and a little bit more muscular, and they were able to push you around. But look at a guy like Jalen Ramsey, okay? Six foot three, 220 pounds, can run with anybody. A guy of that size and stature takes away an entire side of the field. Patrick Sertan was the starting corner for the Alabama Crimson Tide as an 18-year-old. And Nick Saban does not start freshman. That means that this guy is the real deal. He is a true lockdown corner. J.C. Horn is incredible. It took him a couple years to develop. Carolina takes J.C. Horn with the eighth pick. I, I like the pick. I mean, they need help at corner. I would have taken Patrick Sertan, though. With a ninth pick in the draft... The Denver Broncos, who people also thought, hey, are these guys going to take a quarterback until Teddy Bridgewater was traded to the to the uh, Denver Broncos from the Carolina Panthers for a six-round pick? Now, that is incredibly disrespectful to Teddy Bridgewater for a six-round pick. He is a much better quarterback than that. I hope he does phenomenal things in Denver, unless the big bad wolf, Aaron Rodgers is a Denver Bronco by the end of the season. Because that could really happen. That really, right now, Mark Schlereth, who's on ESPN Radio in Denver, he is the Denver Broncos insider, said, this deal is 95% done. Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Denver Broncos. Now, if that's the case, Denver, congrats. You're probably going to get to the championship. Probably you got a great, you have a great offense. All right. And now you have a great defense because with a ninth pick in the draft, the Denver Broncos selected cornerback Patrick Sertan. I just gave my rant about Sertan. He is a phenomenal defensive back. He will be a 10 to 12 year vet. He'll probably be an all pro. This guy truly 
takes away a side of the field from anybody. It does not matter who he's guarding. I'm going to be interested to see when he takes on guys like DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. But look, he's played against DK Metcalf. He's played against AJ Brown. He's played against Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. We, we forget Alabama is the top program, and these guys, if you start as a freshman for Alabama, you are a superstar. You are the best player on the field. Why? Because Alabama has all of the best players. They have every, every position has a guy that's probably better than you are. And Patrick Sertan, his time at Alabama, there was nobody better than him. That means he's going to be a very, very good NFL player for a long time. The Denver Broncos take Patrick Sertan. Now, things get interesting when we start talking about the coming rounds. The Philadelphia Eagles traded up to get Devontae Smith with the 10th pick. The Cowboys had the 10th pick, but they were looking to take either J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan. And Patrick Sertan went at 9 and J.C. Horn went at 8. So they were like, wait, wait, okay, now we don't have... Who are we going to take? Jerry's like, hold on, hold on, hey... Get 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 Philly on the phone. They an interdivisional trade happened. That's it's wild. The NFC East an interdivisional trade happened. The Philadelphia Eagles traded up to the tenth pick to take Devonte Smith. You don't need me. I don't need to talk about Devonte Smith anymore. Besides the fact that this guy is a dog Heisman Trophy winner. He will be a phenomenal NFL player. Everybody's talking about his size and stature. And I was talking about this with my dad last night. And I said, look, small receivers. T.Y. Hilton, Marquise Brown, a couple of these other guys, they're able to avoid the big hits because of how shifty they are. T.Y. Hilton is about five foot nine, five foot ten, 175 pounds, and he's one of the most prolific receivers in the NFL because he knows how to get down. He knows how to avoid the big shots. Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are no different. They are Alabama trained receivers who know how to get down. They know how to get out of bounds. They know how to avoid the big hits. Jalen Hurts, former Alabama quarterback and Oklahoma quarterback, is rekindling with Devontae Smith in Philly. I think that's a great pick for them now the 11th pick in the draft this is where things get interesting the Chicago Bears were sitting at the 20th pick in the draft they're kind of sitting there thinking all right Fields is gonna go at eight here he goes Fields is going at eight okay he doesn't go at eight now Denver's got to take Justin Fields right he has to take Justin Fields Denver didn't take Justin Fields Oh my God, Justin Fields is available. That's literally probably how Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were feeling. And you got to think, these guys have not won in the last four or five years. Their jobs are on the line. The GM and the head coach for the Bears, their jobs are on the line this season. You, you traded up in the draft to get uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Who went after Mitchell Trubisky? Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. It's all you need to know right there. Incredibly bad mistake. Nick Foles didn't pan out. They, the Bears have not been a good football team. And Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are on the hot seat. What do they do? What do they do to say, you know what? This is the last shot. This is the last chance I get. They trade up nine picks. And with the 11th pick in the draft, the Chicago Bears took quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio State. I absolutely love this for the Chicago Bears. I love this for them. Mitchell Trubisky is a terrible quarterback, okay? That's why he is a backup at the Buffalo Bills now, all right? Justin Fields is the type of guy he can come in from day one, 
day one. He'll be able to rekindle the locker room. Everybody's going to trust this kid, all right? An Ohio State quarterback that won and was so efficient as Justin Fields, everybody's going to love this guy. The Chicago Bears will not win a ton next year with Justin Fields, but I think overall, great pick for the Chicago Bears. A couple other picks I want to talk about before we get into some other stuff here with the draft. Micah Parsons went 12 to the Dallas Cowboys, okay? And Sean Lee obviously retired from the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Smith and Vander Esch are two uh, starting linebackers for the Cowboys. They both play phenomenal football, all right? Jalen Smith and Vander Esch. Vander Esch is, he's a little bit, uh, he fluctuates, you know? He's hurt a good bit of the time. I don't I, I don't like Vander Esch. I don't think he's gonna be around for a long time. But taking Micah Parsons, who Micah Parsons ran a four three eight forty as an interior linebacker. All right. The guy is six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds. That's a crazy number to run. And Jalen Smith, by the way, the linebacker, if nobody remembers, ran about the same speed in the forty. So this linebacking core for the Cowboys is looking really good. I hate hate to say it, but the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a good football team. They're going to be a good football team if Dak Prescott is healthy. Moving on, Rashawn Slater went to the um, Los Angeles Chargers. I absolutely love that. Rashawn Slater, I thought personally he was the best tackle in the draft. I would have loved if Carolina got him. Would have loved that, but they didn't. You know, normal... Normal Matt Rule stuff right here, right? I'm not sold on this guy, Matt Rule, okay? And I know everybody's seen the clip of him. He drafted a long snapper in the seventh round, all right? Just literally for the Instagram clip so he could call this long snapper, who long snappers, by the way, don't get drafted. You don't draft a long snapper because you can use him for another pick. And Matt Rule says, you know, let's have a cool moment here and let me draft this long snapper so I can put it on Instagram and show everybody how cool of a guy I am. That's what he did. He drafts a long snapper in the seventh round. You probably could have got another safety. You probably could have got another corner that you could potentially develop, Matt Rule. But no, you draft a long snapper. Anyways, that makes me so frustrated. There's a team sitting at the 15th pick in the draft. This team is the New England Patriots. GM and head coach Bill Belichick, owner Bobby Kraft, all right, sitting in the war room. Everybody's wondering, what are the New England Patriots going to do? Because for the last month, reports have come out and said that the New England Patriots want to trade up to get a quarterback. Bill Belichick came out a week before the draft and said, I want to trade in from the 4th to the 14th pick. And guess what pick Bill Belichick had? He had the 15th pick in the draft. Bill Belichick, I believe, was the guy pushing the narrative that Mac Jones was going to the 49ers. Is that crazy to think that the evil genius who's won six Super Bowls up there in New England and nine appearances, is it crazy to think that he would tell people, he would tell media, he would tell insiders that he is hearing that the San Francisco 49ers want to take Mac Jones because he wants to take Mac Jones? Could that happen? Yes, it absolutely could happen because it's Bill Belichick, all right? The evil genius in the hoodie, cut off the sleeves with the dog Nike, pick the players, all right? 
Everybody was saying, look for the Patriots, look for the Patriots to trade up. Even at that 11th pick in the draft, when it was announced that there was a trade, I thought it was the Patriots trading up to get Justin Fields. No, no, no. The entire time, Bill Belichick has been pushing this narrative that Mac Jones is going at number three and Justin Fields is going to fall because of his work ethic. Bill Belichick fooled us all. Bill Belichick said, you know what, I'm going to sit here at the 15th pick and not give anything away and tell everyone that Mac Jones is going before 15 to pick Mac Jones at the 15th pick. Mac Jones is now one of the starting quarterbacks, okay, if he might be the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, all right, even though Cam Newton is there, all right, you guys know I'm a Cam Newton guy, he didn't play well last year, he didn't have a team around him, all right, he was playing with practice squad guys, they have a squad now, Mac Jones will be able to look at a guy like Cam Newton and first and foremost learn how he leads, all right, because that is that is the most important thing about a quarterback, you have to lead the team, and Cam Newton leads teams like nobody else does, hopefully Mac Jones will be able to learn from him, this is just Bill Belichick being a genius. I want to kind of round out the first round here. Uh, Kadarius Toney went 20. Uh, he's the wide receiver out of Florida. I love Kadarius Toney. He is a human joystick. The guy plays with such heart. I've never really seen a guy, you know, he's not as fast as Tyreek Hill. Not, not even in the slightest, right? But he can do really everything that Tyreek Hill does besides catch the football like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill plays like he's 6'4". Kadarius Toney plays like his height at 5'10", all right? He's going to catch balls. He's going to, you know, he's going to run the quick routes. But you can put this guy, you can put Kadarius Toney anywhere on the field and he will be effective. He's going to be great for the special teams. Great for the kick and punt returns, all that stuff. Kadarius Toney went 20, which, by the way, uh, the Giants were supposed to pick uh, 11, and they traded with Chicago to the 20th pick. They took Kadarius Toney, and apparently... Urban Meyer, okay, there, there's a picture of Urban Meyer with a piece of Papa John's pizza, and his, he has his hand over his forehead. He looks very upset, and that was because he wanted to take Kadarius Tony. Apparently, he was more high on Kadarius Tony than Trevor Lawrence. He thought Kadarius Tony was going to be the next guy. He was going to be an all-pro, which I believe he will. He really wanted to take Kadarius with the 25th pick because Jacksonville had the first, the 25th, the 33rd, and the 45th pick in the first two rounds. They got a ton of talent, really good for them, but they weren't able to take Tony, and Scary Irvin was quite, quite disappointed about it, but it's okay, because with the 25th pick in the draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected teammate of Trevor Lawrence in the backfield for the last three years, Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson. Now, it confused me a tad bit because James Robinson put up over a thousand yards on the ground last year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Carlos Hyde is their second running back on the roster. He's also a good running back. Now you have Travis Etienne. Kind of a confusing pick. You didn't need him. You know, is it because you wanted to rekindle Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne? Maybe. But let's be honest, you, you needed a receiver here. You needed you needed a wideout, and 
with the, with 25, I mean, Kadarius Tony. besides the top 10 guys, there were still Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, who fell to the second round. God knows how that happened, but he fell. A couple other guys you could have taken in the first round, and you didn't do so. You took Travis Etienne. That's, I feel like that's Urban Meyer panicking a little bit, you know, because he had this one guy in his mind. That, that can't happen in the draft, Urban. That You can't panic, all right? You can't panic with your picks. You have to say, okay, obviously Trevor's number one. With 25, you need six guys who you could take there because they all could get taken. All right, Dallas wanted J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan, and they got taken the two picks before they were supposed to pick. Anything can happen in the draft, right? I don't think, you know, Jacksonville wanted to take Travis Etienne, but it looks good on paper rekindling, you know, um, rekindling teammates from a national championship. With the 24th pick, uh, the Steelers ended up taking Najee Harris, Uh, running back out of Alabama, a lot of people were upset with this pick, okay, but I thought of it as, all right, you're not going to get him, you're not going to get, if you want Najee Harris, you're not going to get him in the second round, the top tackles had already been taken with Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell, you can get a, you can get a lineman later in the draft, you had to take Najee Harris right here, or else he would have gone to somebody else, I really like the pick, I mean, Think about this. Najee Harris, for his draft party, celebrated at the homeless shelter he used to live in. So, Pittsburgh Steelers, you got a guy here. If you want a stand-up guy, I mean, the last running back they had was a cancer survivor. And And Pittsburgh's not happy. They're still not happy. These scumbags in Pittsburgh can't realize what they have. Najee Harris, and I've said this, he is by far the most talented running back I've seen in quite some time. All right. The guy is six foot three, 220. For the last year and a half, Najee Harris has been on every highlight reel at that big of size and stature, jumping over linebackers and DBs. Everybody's seen it. He had six attempted hurdles last year hurdling being over another human running full speed he went six for six on hurdles nobody touched him when he left his feet and you're complaining about this guy the guy's 220 pounds he's got a 40 inch vertical plane running back for you you know the closest comparison that I can think of? A former Pittsburgh great in Le'Veon Bell because Le'Veon Bell was the most athletic running back besides Alvin Kamara that I've seen in quite some time. And Najee Harris is so close to Le'Veon Bell and he's also an inch taller and 25 pounds heavier. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be a good football team because Najee Harris is there. Moving on, the Green Bay Packers, three hours before the draft... A report by Adam Schefter comes out that Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled and upset and has zero plans of returning to the Green Bay Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he is the best thrower of a football, not the greatest quarterback of all time, okay, because that is Tom Brady. Let's get that out of the way. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest thrower of a football I have ever seen in my entire life. It's not close. No human can put the ball in windows 
like he does. There, there's nobody in the NFL that can throw besides Patrick Mahomes that can throw the football like Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and over the last 12 seasons of him being the starting quarterback, he's been in Green Bay for 16 years, 16 seasons. Over the last 12 years, 10 first-round picks the Packers have had. They've taken 9 defensive players and 1 offensive player in the first round. Do you know who that offensive player was? The only person, the only offensive player the Packers have taken in the last 10 years? Jordan Love, the quarterback. The only offensive player they've taken in the first round to help Aaron Rodgers out. Let's just keep taking defense and defense and defense and then draft Jordan Love. How much of a kick in the face is it to one of the a Mount Rushmore quarterback? At the end of the day, whatever you want to say, Aaron Rodgers is going to be up there with the greats because there is nobody that does what he does. And for the last 12 years of his career, he has been throwing to guys who have no credibility in the NFL. None. Say what you want about Jordy Nelson. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Greg Jennings is not going to win you a Super Bowl when they were playing. Devontae Adams solely, even though he's one of the greatest receivers in the NFL right now, that's not going to win you a Super Bowl right now. Look at the teams that are in contention. Tampa Bay has weapons. You know who scored the all, all four touchdowns for Tampa Bay? Free agents that they signed. Antonio Brown had a touchdown. Rob Gronkowski had two touchdowns. And Leonard Fournette had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. None of those guys were on the team the previous year. You got weapons. Kansas City. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Those are what's called weapons. And if you have weapons in the NFL, if you have a starting starting three receivers and behind them you have three more receivers who can do the same work, that's how you win NFL games. That's how you win championships. The Green Bay Packers are sitting in this old mindset, this old mentality that, oh, you know, no, we're the Green Bay Packers. We are the greatest team to ever live, all right? Vince Lombardi was our coach back in, back in the day. We have to keep tradition. We have to build this team from within. What, what is this nonsense? Guntacoots, Matt LaFleur. The GM and the head coach, what are you doing? Julio Jones has been on the trade block for the last month. A guy that for the last 20 years has been the most dominant receiver in the NFL. If you ask anybody, any any corner, any safety, they'll say, yeah, a lot of these guys are good, but nobody's like Julio. There's nobody like Julio. Julio plays like a slot receiver who is six foot five. And 220 pounds. And oh, by the way, he can run faster than a majority of the receivers in the NFL. Yes, he's 32 years old. But it doesn't matter because you have Aaron Rodgers. Julio Jones doesn't need to run routes anymore if he had Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones can turn out of his break. And the ball is going to be right at his face mask every single time. Devontae Adams is a phenomenal receiver. He's even better because of Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams doesn't really have to get off of his man because the ball is going to be in a perfect place. What are the Green Bay Packers thinking? 
they should have got Will Fuller last year in free agency. Passed up on him. Pass up on Julio Jones. Pass up on Sammy Watkins. Pass up on all the great tight ends. What are you doing? And if anything, you should have looked at this draft. You should have looked at this class of receivers and said, I need to trade up to go get one of these guys. I need to trade up to get Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. But what do the Green Bay Packers do three hours before the NFL draft, before the first round? These reports come out about Aaron Rodgers not being happy. What would I do as a GM if those reports are coming out now and the draft is coming up? Take a receiver. Aaron is saying that he's not coming back. Bring him an object. Say, hey, Elijah Moore, we're going to take him in the first round. He's going to be a great player. Aaron, can we do anything else to keep you, sir? Is there anything else, Mr. Rogers, that I can do for you? That's what the GM should be doing. I've heard from multiple, multiple sources. That teams are calling the Green Bay Pack. 28 out of the 32 NFL teams have called the Green Bay Packers about Aaron Rodgers. That's how good Aaron Rodgers is. The GM for the Saints said that if Aaron Rodgers came to New Orleans, he could do whatever he wanted. Hey, Aaron, who do you need? Okay, I'm going to go get him right now. What should we pay him? It doesn't matter because we'll figure it out because you're Aaron Rodgers and you can win us a Super Bowl. Okay, cool. We're going to do that right now. That's what should happen. Green Bay should be sitting there saying, Sir Rodgers, Sir Aaron, what can we do for you? And instead, with the 29th pick in the draft, the Green Bay Packers selected Eric Stokes, a corner out of Georgia. Well, really? This is your last chance. This is the one thing you could have done. Rashad Bateman got taken with the 27th pick, the wide receiver out of Minnesota. Elijah Moore, the slot out of Ole Miss. And if the history tells us anything, Ole Miss receivers are dogs. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf are two of the best receivers in the NFL, both coming out of Ole Miss. And they even came out and said about Elijah Moore, hey, we played with him. We played with him when he was a freshman. He's a dog. He's going to be a really good player in the NFL. They let him fall to the second round. It's over, Packers. It's over. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers is over. I'm telling you that right now. They had one final chance with the 29th pick in the draft, and they blew it. They blew it once again. Once again, Green Bay, you have the best thrower of a ball in the NFL, and you lose him. And he's been there for 16 years, and you haven't helped him one time. And, you know, they'll always talk about, like, Devontae Adams is a great receiver, and we got him in the fifth round. So why do we need to take, you know, offensive players in the first round? Are you dumb? Look at the last five years. What teams, what players are exceeding expectations? It is the receivers. It is the running backs. It is the offensive weapons in the NFL because the NFL is changing from a defensive dominant, you know, standpoint to where defense is defense. Defense does not win championships anymore. Sorry, I said it. You can have a good defense, but at the end of the day, you need to score points, okay? If you don't score points, you're going to have a team you're playing who can score points, and they will beat you. The Kansas City Chiefs can put up six, seven touchdowns whenever they want. 
You got to keep up. You have to be able to do that. And Green Bay every year just looks at Aaron Rodgers and says, ah, sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. Not this year. May- hey, maybe we'll get somebody for you next year. But hey, go out there again and be proud to be a Green Bay Packer. All right. Be proud of it. It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The absolute disrespect of Aaron Rodgers coming from the organization. And if you ask Packer fans, they feel the same way that I do. They're like, what? What are we doing? I mean, are we not going to ever help the guy? Are we never going to give him weapons and options? It's honestly insane. Now, I went on my Packers rant. We looked over the first round of the draft. By the way, there were eight quarterbacks, eight quarterbacks in this draft taken in the first three rounds. Kellen Mond went to uh, Minnesota. Davis Mills went to Houston. Rest in peace. His career will be over because Houston, Houston's not going to be an NFL franchise. Let's just say that right now. They will be out of the NFL very soon. And Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida, went to Tampa Bay. He'll be able to sit behind Tom Brady. That's great for him. But anyways, this was an incredibly, incredibly exciting draft, and I was very glad to be a part of it. Now, I greatly appreciate everybody listening to this program today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give me a five-star rate and be a friend, see a friend, tell a friend, share it with a friend. Now, I greatly appreciate you guys again. I will see you next Thursday. Peace and love.